Konnichiwa, everybody, and welcome to Talking Anime, the hashtag best worst anime podcast round. Hit the theme music! <coughs> Talking anime. I am your host, the one suffering in the eternal pits of idle hell, Mitch. And with me today, as usual, the hopeless romantic Sky. How's it going, Sky? Uh, doing pretty good. I'm not sure if I would say that I'm suffering in the pits of idle hell. It's more like idle paradise for uh, me. Uh, it was idle hell for me. <laughs> Uh, hey, it'll get us a good discussion, though. I'm hyped for it. And, Sky, uh, do you want to tell our lovely listeners what we are talking about this week? Okay, so this week's going to be a bit of an interesting one. We're doing, as the anime bros like to call it, a sort of seasonal review. We uh, The winter season ended a couple weeks ago, so we've got our selection of shows that we're going to talk about for you guys today, as well as if one single first impression of a show that we decided last minute for this current season because someone decided not to watch any of the shows that we were supposed to give a first impression of. So <laughs> I am sorry. I have been watching a bunch of other shit. I am sorry. Well, you probably shouldn't have been watching that stuff since we had this planned yeah, like <laughs> months in advance. <laughs> All of a sudden, day comes, and I'm just like, so you're going to finish Idolly Pride, right? And you're like crying about it like a freaking baby. Like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I said, okay, well, you at, least finished, you at least finished the first impressions, right? The ones we need to talk about. You're just like, shit, I forgot we were doing that. How do you forget that? How? Uh, it was a long night last night. I had, uh, we did isekai last night, so I was up to like midnight, so I didn't get a chance to, I wanted to start I Dolly Pride last night, but as soon as I got off playing uh, isekai, I literally sat down on my bed and I just passed out. You know why, so. why I was up super late last night? Because I was actually watching I Dolly Pride. Because I had places that I needed to be this morning, and I knew if I didn't watch it last night, I wouldn't get it done. But hey, you got it done. That works. Uh, barely, barely got it done. I know it was horrible but- that I had to wait the whole time. I'm just like, come on, man, you got this. I had to encourage. I had to like coerce you into actually watching it man you were crying like a baby about it like i don't want to watch an idol show it's (laughs) it was great so yeah with that being said sky what have you been watching this week um well i don't want to say nothing because i've been watching so many seasonals oh my word i have been demolishing the seasonal list (laughs) i mean none of it that i really want to talk about because i'm sure we'll get to it uh 
mm. in the future, but I've plowed through so many of the seasonals, and then obviously last night I watched all of Idolly Pride, so we could talk about it today. Um, so I don't really uh. got much to talk about myself, but this season, this season's pretty stacked. Like, not gonna lie, there's like I was going into it like everyone else, thinking you know last season was pretty good. I doubt there's gonna be that much that much good shit this season, but oh boy, is there a lot. Like, uh, I drop shows very, very easily, as I'm sure most of you know. I think I'm about 17 or 18 shows into the season, and uh, so far I've only dropped three of them. So that should tell you something about the quality of this season. Yeah. No, I am... I have seen so far from winter, tw- or sorry, spring 2021, um, the one show that we have discuss or we're going to be discussing today for uh, you know first uh, look at, and I also started watching another show that you have been going on to every fucking anime <laughs> server and trying to convince people to watch this. This is like the new horror. No, actually, hold on. Before you get to it, I have to see Detective Neckbeard also said this to me. He said it's the new Hori Mia, but I have to I have to put a counter argument to that because Hori Mia was a show that I fell completely in love with. Like everything about it just hooked me and I felt so I felt so in love with it. Odd Taxi is not like that. See, the thing about Odd Taxi is I think that it's really good. But I'm not I have not fallen in love with it. The reason why I'm going and telling everybody to watch it is because most people aren't going to watch it. Hori Mia, a lot of people were going to watch anyways. I was just so in love with it, I needed to talk about it. But Odd Taxi is odd, as it says in the name. The art style is not something that makes people want to watch it. The premise is not something that makes people want to watch it. And there's, like, nobody talking about it except for, like, just the few anti-tubers that always talk about the underrated shows. So I'm I'm telling people about Odd Taxi because I want people to watch it, not because I'm in love with it, because it's never going to get watched if I, if someone doesn't go and preach the gospel of Odd Taxi. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense. Just know, nothing can replace Hori Mia, especially not on Taxi, but it's a great show. <laughs> yeah, no, I from what I've seen so far, it's, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it, and we'll definitely be doing, we have discussed this, we're going to be doing an episode about Odd Taxi. Full-fledged review, so. it deserves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So, uh, if everyone... Um, it's going to be a little bit different this time around because we're going to be doing the our little segment here where we talk about what we watch, and then we're going to cut to commercial. Uh, there will be no fan questions this week because we're doing a lot of reviewing this week. So, uh, Sky, if that's all you've been watching, I'll gladly tell the lovely listeners at home what I have Go been Go for us. Hit us with what apparently amazing shows forced you to put off your responsibilities until the last minute. <laughs> so, That'll be good. Last week I said I start. I was starting Wonder Egg Priority. Well, I finished Wonder Egg Priority, and I will talk about it in when we review it. I uh, so I did that. I started watching. Um, oh, what is Eighth Son? Are you kidding me? At work, just because I just wanted to put, throw something on, and I was looking for an isekai, so I just put Eighth Son. I on. still haven't gotten to that. Uh, one. It's not. It's actually not really. Bad. I've heard it's, it's horrible. Not a bad anime. I've heard it's 
I've heard that it's, it's like the slime not, one, right? Not not uh, obviously reincarnated as a slime, but the by yeah. the grace of the gods. I've heard it's that, it's, but worse. It's not overwhelming, is all I have to say. It's not like... I, I mean, like, I've been watching it, but I haven't been like wanting to rewatch it again, so I have a feeling that I'm going to be dropping it. And it's rare for me to drop a show, and it's rare for me to drop an isekai of all things, too. So... I watched that. I started watching, finally, after everyone kept fucking talking about it, I started watching uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, oh, really? I made the first five. I'm five episodes in right now. Uh, I started watching it, I think it was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday. I started watching it, and I fuck, I am loving it, and I'm definitely going to get that done. Period. Okay, so you're definitely not on the same page as me and Mason about that one. <laughs> no, I, I actually do enjoy... Uh, I am enjoying uh, jujitsu. No, I think it's sure. good too. It's you know, it's the I think it's it's kind of the situation with One Piece where it's just like I just mm. don't exactly know why it hasn't hooked me yet. Oh my god! And speaking of One Piece, I also binged One Piece this week. What are you too. on episode fifty? Sixty-one. Yeah, no wonder you've I not started... been watching any of the stuff you're supposed to be watching. <laughs> Gosh, dude. I started. I started uh, this week at episode 38, and I think it was as of Thursday I hit episode 61. So, yes, that is the main reason why I haven't been watching anything else is because I've been binging One Piece. I'm telling you guys, One Piece, it's a curse. Ugh, you can't it escape I started it. Watching, I, I started watching it, and I'm like, I need that One Piece fix, man. <laughs> and, yeah, I might work when I'm off by myself. The first thing I do is... Funimation and put on One Piece, and I just put that in the background while I'm doing all my work, and you know I put my wireless headphones in when I have to leave the leave it alone, and I'm listening to the dub and everything, and yeah. Dude, I've been working on One Piece for like two or three years, and I'm uh, like finally a hundred episodes in. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping to get to a hundred episodes soon, and then I'm gonna probably put One Piece on a break to finish up watching some other older shows that I've been neglecting to watch, but of course. I'm also gonna be doing the seasonal. I'll too. tell you when you should. And, when uh, I think you should take a break because right now I'm like uh, episode 103 and I'm like not even like halfway into into yeah. the Alabasta arc. So I'd say once you yeah, once you get out of Laboon, which that's probably when you should take a break because then it just starts getting crazier from there. Yeah, yeah, no, I I was uh, I'm I, like I said I I. Do regret actually saying it's an overrated anime? Um, when we did bring I it up, I can't believe you said ago. that. I do, I do regret saying that because yeah, now that I'm like sixty episodes in, uh, watching the non four kids dub, I can actually say I'm enjoying it with, you know, the Funimation dub. Uh, Funimation, yeah, I'm for really sure enjoying good. it. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, I. Like two of two of my favorite voice actors are in that show, so of course I'm gonna sit and enjoy it. So, but yeah, I, and then um, I watched two episodes of uh, Gintama because I just wanted to watch a comedy. <laughs> so uh, that was, you're like, yeah, I just watched uh, Gintama. Oh it's like, I mean, when I want to watch Gintama, I go to YouTube and look up compilations. <laughs> <laughs> I I started watching the I watched like the first two episodes and I'm like I I don't I it's funny but I'm like I don't want to watch this anymore so I wound up dropping Gintama too because it's just I I think I'm gonna watch it when I don't have a mountain of things to watch so which you definitely yeah, have now really, with this coming season yes. holy crap 
Dude, you fucking <laughs> stocked us up on And shit. I'm going to have probably a couple more once I get around to catching up on all the seasonals. Yeah. And with that being said, we are going to cut to our commercial mid-roll segment, and then we will be back with our... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the mid-roll content. Content. I am Mitch, and yes, I've finally escaped my pits of the eternal damnation that is idle hell to come and talk to you fine people about the sponsors of this very mother chucking show. And ladies and gentlemen, they are fantastic sponsors like the Peruge. Now, number one, number uno is Anchor.fm, the number one free. That is right. It is free place to upload your podcasts. That's right. Everywhere you want them, that's the way you get it. Simply by uploading to their website using their uploading tool. Or if you have a microphone like I do, you can record all your awesome shit on your mic and put it through their process. And you can edit it on their website, too. And it will cost you nothing to get it everywhere. It won't cost you a dime, but girl, it's going to cost you a bit of your time. Now, number two, coffee.com. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to support us. Uh, with one giant chunk of money instead of a monthly subscription like Patreon, sweet, coffee.com. Links all below. Join coffee.com and support Talking Anime and a bunch of other content creators. And all it will do is cost you one chunk of money. It will not cost you as much as Patreon. Coffee.com forward slash Talking Anime. And last but certainly not least... The main event of the mid-roll content. That is patreon.mothertruckin.com forward slash talking anime. You can support talking anime and, of course, isekai simply by donating some money to our cause. And no, you do not have to do it. But if you want to, to support this stuff, come support us. We need the money. And, of course, all our money goes into the show, and hell, we even put half of that, we send it off to a charity of our choosing when we make enough money for charity. And, of course, the other thing you can do, support us by reviewing the show on all platforms that do reviews and get us up them charts. A one-star review, a two-star review, a three, four, hell, even a five-star. If you want to give us a five-star review, I will digitally hug you and caress you and tell you you're a sexy beast and of course thank you to james and gotcha man for supporting us so far and that is simply going to patreon.com to get your name shouted out on this show i love every single one of you peace out seasonal reviews welcome back everybody oh my god that was an amazing mid-roll content it's been what like five minutes (laughs) Probably yeah, a whole five minutes since we last talked to everybody. For us, it's been like three seconds, but whatever. <laughs> we can keep going. Exactly. Yeah, we. You know, behind the curtain, it's only been three seconds, but you know. But with that being said, uh, we have some amazing shows from winter 2021 that we are talking about, 
So, Sky, what show do you want to start off our seasonal review? God damn it, dude. I was going to ask you which one you wanted to start with because I uh, – well, actually, <laughs> okay. should we should we get Tomazaki out of the way? Yeah, we might Okay, well so that. why don't you explain to us what you decided to do, Mitch? How you how you decided to go about finishing uh, this show for this season? Hmm? Want to tell us? Tell everybody. <laughs> so, um, I completely forgot that we were doing uh, Tomozaki uh, Kun for uh, our um, seasonal review, and I didn't fucking watch the rest of it. I'm five <sighs> episodes in though. I'm at the point where they're doing the student, uh, the student was it the uh, student president uh, debates and everything else. That's where I'm at right now. Listeners, can you believe this guy? Literally, we were talking right before we were recording, and he was like pulling up different tabs, like, okay, what are the shows we're talking about? And I was going through the list, and I said uh, Tomazaki, and he just goes, "Fuck, I forgot about that show." I'm like. <laughs> Oh come on! It's the it's the this this morning, man. I've gone through so much stress and trauma <laughs> from this guy. He's gonna be the death of me. I tell you what. Oh my word. Oh jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry that I've been busy binging one. Piece. Man, dude, you claim that you're the boomer of the show. I, I no, I think I am at this point. I can't handle this. I'm gonna die from all the stress you give me. <laughs> All right, guys. So why don't you tell uh, the lovely fans a little about bottom tier character Tomazaki? Okay, so bottom tier character Tomazaki is, as most of the shows will be talking about, from the winter season, and it is essentially a high school slice of life romance. the uh, The premise is Tomazaki. He's a loser. <laughs> He's just a Addicted to a Smash Brothers clone, um, and he's, I think, the best player in Japan. And he one day ends up uh, meeting up with the second best player in Japan. And she's a super hot girl who goes to his school, and she's appalled by his appearance because, obviously, he's a disgusting loser gamer, as all of us apparently are. And the whole premise becomes where she says, okay... You know what? You're the one person I respect, and I have no respect for you in real life, apparently. So she says, how about we make you into the kind of person that you want to be that everyone else wants you to be? So it becomes a thing of where she gives him tasks that he has to complete, like, say, ask out this girl by the end of x period and that will be your goal to work towards so they essentially just gamify life and gamify romance and that's how it starts off now mitch you haven't gotten to the point of the show where it starts kind of slightly breaking from that because he starts growing as a person realizing yo this isn't exactly what i want but that's essentially the base premise, and it's pretty good. It was not something that I expected to like. Actually, when I first watched it, I watched episode one, I was like, I don't think I want to watch this show. But I went and I watched episodes two and three, and I was like, actually, I do want to watch this show. Because episode one really didn't hook me, but I decided to just continue it a little bit longer, and it's really good. It became, I think, I think in my opinion, it's a hidden gem of last season. Um, so, as of right now, it is sitting at 7.23 on Mal right now. That's so, not too bad. I mean, that's that's not too bad, but, I mean, like, we had Jobless Reincarnation, we had Wonder Egg Priority, 
We had Horimiya, which were like the you know the three big ones that came out from this the past winter season that not a lot of people are talking about Tomozaki Kun. So yeah, I would say as of where I'm at right now, I would literally call this a sleeper hit of the season, the show that people are sleeping on. And it's it's a shame because it's a really fucking good anime for where I am at. Like it's a nice spin on how okay we're gonna improve you as a human being but we're gonna tackle it with something that you would understand which is video game tactics and it really shows when you know tomozaki starts actually becoming you know more open around people he starts uh saying what's on his mind there was the once uh encounter he had with some of the popular girls that he literally just fucking went Bat shit crazy because they were talking mad shit about attack or uh, attack families, and he is like super obsessed with this game, and like it's it's so good uh, of an anime, and the character development is amazing. And uh, so I like to bring up certain I, minor sh- details. Something that I really like mm. about well, just in anime in general, something that I love is when a show does progression through character design. There's a lot of shows where the characters will just look the same throughout the entire thing, and that's whatever. That's I mean, every show has its own strengths and weaknesses. Now, I really like it when a character starts one way and slowly progresses over time in the way their appearance is directly in relation to their growth as a character. And... Tomazaki does this really well with our main character because at the start of the show, one of my big turnoffs was I hate this guy's character design. He was, his, he looked so bad, and that was clearly on purpose. At first, I was, I, I was like, is he gonna look like this the whole time? I hate this. But he just slowly, as he progresses through like life, as he grows as a person, and as the show progresses through it narratively, his character design subtly changes over time, and by the end of it, you can, like, his physical appearance is a indirect relation of to how he's grown as a person, and I really like that, because that's kind of in relation to how people grow in real life. Like, I know myself, if I have, whenever I've gone through something, like, I, I've had long hair before, and I've, well, not that long, my hair's longer now, but... Uh, I went through something horrible, and I was like, okay, time to chop it off. Like, my, I like to, I deal with my hair as if, uh, how how I'm feeling. If I go through something with my longer hair, sometimes I'll just be like, okay, time to get rid of it. Or if my hair is really short and I go through something, I'm like, I'm going to grow it out. Because uh, it helps me with a physical appearance different from how I was then, f- like, fix my mindset a little bit. And I really like how the show kind of took that and rolled with it. Mm. Yeah, no, it was it was a definitely a different. It was a nicer spin to um, the character development in such, I, I guess, a unique way of. Okay, this is going to be. We're going to make it so it makes sense for the character, and then the people watching this, it makes sense for them too. And I, I like I said, I have to say that Tomozaki Kun is probably one of those shows that people should be definitely watching from uh, winter seasonal. Oh, for sure. And if you don't like a romance anime. Don't really have to worry. It's not really a romance. <laughs> like it likes to. It doesn't. Re- it does. It likes to like tiptoe on that line of being a romance without it being an actual. It wants romance. you to think it's a romance. It's not a romance. Yeah. There's slight hints of like romance flavor, just sprinkle sprinkled in, but it's not. That's not what it is. It's really just a 
coming of age story, really, just a just character, just a character drama. Man, and like the studio behind them, pro- our uh, project number nine actually did like some anime that I have seen and some that we've actually been discussing about checking out. That you know, like it's a lot of their stuff is looks like the slice of life romance kind of stuff because. St- uh, Studio Nine did. Uh, Didn't they do that? One, I believe they did that one. Uh, that one show that I shaved. Oh, I shaved. Then I bought a uh, brought a uh, school or high school girl home. Uh, that was one of the shows that they did too. Yeah, yeah. They, they really focus a lot on slice of life uh, dramas mm. and comedies because I think they've done some comedies as well. Mm. Uh, they did the one that I remember watching that they did was and you thought there was uh there was never a girl that was the one i was thinking of when it comes to project number nine that's really the one that comes to mind that show's not very good but (laughs) it's a show it wasn't bad and they also did uh uh (laughs) uh dogek or uh the uh hentai heroes oh the super uh heroes (laughs) they did that that they did that one too yeah they're a wild card so I don't. I don't. Since you haven't finished Tomazaki, I don't really want to go too much in depth because mm. we'll talk about it probably next week or two weeks from now. Whenever you get yeah. around to finishing uh, hopefully, it, yeah, yeah. Whenever uh, One Piece gets its claws digged out of my uh, my heart and my uh, my loins. But what I really want to say about it is that at the Tomazaki at the beginning, the show is not Tomazaki at the end, and. It, I, I think several of the shows we're talking, we'll talk about today, will be the uh, on the topic of it gets better the farther along you go through it. Mm. So, with that being said, Sky, what was your rating of Tomozaki? Uh, I ended giving it with an eight out of ten. I think that it's, I think it's really good. Now. Uh, some people might see 8 out of 10 as really high because it is a good... If I think a show is like mm. really worth checking out, I'll put it in an 8 out of 10. But there is a large gap from 8 to 9 out of 10 and an even bigger gap from to 9 out of 10 to 10 out of 10 because for me, a 10 out of 10 yeah. show is... It's easily on my favorite list. Now, I have some shows on my favorites that are probably 8 and 9s out of 10. But if it's for it to be a 10 out of 10, I need to see very few problems with it. And I think Tomazaki is really good. It's definitely not good enough to be up in my 9 and 10 out of 10s, but I think it's worth checking out. If you, Especially if you have an interest in uh, slice-of-life shows that aren't, like, Lucky Star, like, that aren't just, like, boring random bullshit. If you like slice-of-life shows that delve into characters and their progression and really get in the mind of especially someone like this who is just kind of a loser and seeing him grow to become part of society uh give it a shot i i I think it's definitely worth it Mm. and as of as of right now where i'm at i am uh i think if i were to give a rating of where i'm at now it would be an eight but like I said, I'll give my final rating uh, when we when I do finish it and I do bring it up on the show. I'll give my final rating then. But right now, at where it is, I have it at an eight. Sounds good. So. All right. Uh, uh, you want to mix it I up? Think the next show. Yeah, I think the next show we should go into is the one that we both watched recently. Really? Has, you want to do it already? Idly pride. Okay. I want to get the. 
I want to get the that one out of the way so we can get like the three good shows at the Oh, end. oh boy. Okay, so let's start off. So I Dolly Pride. Uh Mitch, I think this will be funny. So I want to hear you describe it. Give us give us a rundown of what I Dolly Pride is. Um to become an idol, I shed blood, sweat, and tears. Even so, I push on. I want to shine. I want to earn it. I want to become number one. This is a synopsis, by the way, from uh, Mal. I thought so. Um, <laughs> I want to smile. Can you just give the description? Why are you reading the synopsis from Mal? This is horrible. Don't read this. This sucks. Why are there so many right, periods? So- There's way too many periods. <laughs> Holy crap. It is a bad one. So essentially, this is a idol show where it focuses on uh, one, I, I guess, two uh, two different idol groups that are under the same uh, company that are going to do a essentially a tournament, uh, a d- battle of the bands, quote unquote, battle of the bands, um, idol competition, and uh, the the show revolves around. Um, our main character, I gotta just pull up his name. It's Makino. Second, yeah, Makino. Um, it cuts to uh, the be- so the beginning is he gets everybody all you know. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, knock knock him out and everything else, and it cuts to uh, flashbacks a couple years earlier, and we see him in high school. He meets Mana. Uh, Mana's uh, a girl that was in his class with him. And she wants to become an idol and wants him to be his manager. St- things happen. She sadly dies at like the peak of her idleness uh, when she's like really like blowing up, becoming huge and famous. And then the competition that she was involved in, they canceled it for uh, the the year that she died. And now the contest is back, and they decided to form these two idol groups. Uh, Sunny, uh, Sunny Peace, Peace and um, Moon and, Tempest. Uh, yeah, Moon Tempest. Yes. So Sky, uh, tell or uh, let's tell the fans a little bit more that I didn't fill in. Okay. First of all, this is a really good show. <laughs> I okay. So I do have to say one thing. Um, this is the first idol show that I have ever watched. And I do have to say it was a good anime. <laughs> That's the not what you said earlier when you're crying about it, wanting the to drop main it. Selling point. The main selling point for me was the music. I enjoyed the music more than the rest of the show. Um, it was not a bad anime but it wasn't a good anime i'm like in between good and bad dude okay it's okay so like i said my my defense is i haven't seen enough idol shows to compare this to so if maybe i were to watch more idol shows i would have had a better comparison to but compared to what i normally watch like music anime like this is okay. First off, I want to know if watching Idolly Pride makes you want to go watch more idol anime or if you're like, "No, nah, I had enough, I'm done." <laughs> um, unless it's a forced recommendation, I don't think I would go out of my way. Am to I just going to have to force you to watch a bunch of idol shows over time? <laughs> oh goodness. You might man. have to. Okay, so I want to say that 
Idolly Pride had a lot to live up to because I put it off until last night. So I've been, like I said, on the seasonal grind, and I've really been wanting to just catch up and watch at least some of every single seasonal, and I still have a lot that I haven't that I haven't watched yet. Because of that, I kind of went into watching Idolly Pride last night negatively. I was like, I just want to be watching seasonals, man. I, I got to get this over with. So it had a lot to live up to because I was not in the mood to watch it. But it's good. Uh, I will say it's pretty funny because I had kind of like a, a roller coaster of emotions as I was going through watching this show. At the beginning, I wasn't feeling it too much. My I had a catchphrase for watching this show, and this was in relation to one of the girls that gets the most screen time, Kotono Nagase. Uh, my catchphrase was, get over yourself. <laughs> Every single time she was on screen in the first couple episodes, I, I just kept saying, girl, get over yourself, because she really needed to. And that should tell you that I wasn't too into the characters right at the beginning, but dude, I love these girls, man. There are 10 uh, girls that are in the part of the two idol groups. So initially it was one, got split into two. Then there is our, essentially our protagonist, which is uh, Makino, who is their manager. And then there is Mana, who is, like we said, the, the dead girl. It's basic. this show is idol anime, Anohana edition, because <laughs> Mana Nagase, she's sticking around. And they, they still get me, man. The whole taking, taking a, a girl who is already dead and making her leave at the end of the show, it gets me every single time the show does this. Yeah, that it that hits. was, like, <laughs> literally, I, before we got on, I literally just finished this today, like, before we started recording. And that ending was, like, it was a good ending to the show just because of how much emotion was built into it and the fact that she was watching her sister's final performance. Well, like the big performance. And uh, if I wasn't so emotionally um, handicapped at points in my life, I probably would have cried at this. But honestly, I was not. I guess because I wasn't emotionally invested into the show. You just didn't want to watch it. I don't think. Yeah. If I were to have watched this not last minute and be trying to just push through it, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. Um, but with what I've seen, I, I enjoyed it. I have to say that the animation when they are singing and dancing was so fucking clean. Yeah. So that I'm like, there's only one point in the show. Well, not shit. one point, but an aspect of the show that looks bad visually. It's very good. Almost all around. Mm. The only time that it looks bad is when they're using the, the 3d camera, in the dance scenes. What I mean by that is I think mm. the CG of the dancing when they use it looks very good, but there's a problem oh, yeah. when it comes to sometimes using a CG camera and moving it around because you have, a, when you have a 3d camera, you can move it freely and they mm. didn't do it properly. When it's swinging around, the backgrounds are not moving at the correct speed so mm. that it looks choppy, in the backgrounds when the camera is swinging around in the 3D space. Yeah. And that's the only disorienting part about the uh, animation. Everything else in the show looks really mm. good. They just didn't quite really know how to do the backgrounds when the 3D camera was moving. Yeah. 
Yeah, but other than that, like, I really do think because idol culture is such, like, a huge thing in Japan and stuff, I think they were, like, really... They really try and knock these animes out of the park, like, animation style, because they probably get buried by the idol fans who are obsessed with this kind of culture. So, you were saying about the ending, how you might have cried. See, the last episode made me cry two or three times. I... I grew, see, I grew so attached to these girls. I love these girls. There's only two of them that I lo- don't like, mm. and they're probably your fa- your favorites, actually. Most likely, they're probably the ones you like more than all of the other ones. But I... I I honestly, the only person I actually really liked in the show dude, was Dude, I love... I was the only character I actually I liked. love Mana. I was a little mad at first because I loved Mana so much. I was just like, dude, they killed mm. off the best character right at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I was a little, I was yeah, a little yeah. mad because she, she has a presence. But I do think that the way it went about the storytelling of just this idol show... Uh, it was it, the way they used Mana was very powerful, and I like how they kind of moved away from her because she was the starting point, like basically the just the driving mm. force of the show initially, and she carried that through. And when when sh- her role was done, she kind of left, and it hit. But yeah, she... the the first time that I cried was it was it was when they won. Basically, it. It hit, dude, because I, I'm so attached to these girls that even though I saw it coming and I knew it was so – it's really cheesy. The fact that they tied, I saw it coming. I saw it coming a mile away because both obviously are – all of our girls, they're, all of them are like the main characters really of the show because it's an idol show. They are the driving force and they're two, two separate sh- – uh, groups and them both being in the finals i was like they're both gonna win there's no shot one of them loses i think it would have been a little bit more emotional mm. if one of them lost and they had to like work through it together but i knew i was like there there's no chance that one of them is gonna lose i knew that they were gonna tie yeah. and they did tie so i saw it coming but seeing all of these girls that i grew to love get so emotional and like crying like i can't believe it we all won i was it it hit, dude. I, I just started crying with them. I'm just like, they're crying. I'm crying. We're all having a good time. I'm proud of these girls. They won. I knew it was going to happen, but still proud of them. And then when Mana disappears, oh, boy, that scene, man. That hit. That hit. I was. I saw that coming, too. I was like, it's going to Anohana me. I know it. I know she's going to disappear at the perfect moment. And... It hit, dude. Uh, I mean, I literally cried twice that episode. I was like, man, now I gotta... I just wanted to get this show over with. Now I gotta go to bed crying about <laughs> about anime idol girls. But... <laughs> I really like this show, honestly. I didn't think I was going to. I'm gonna be honest. I think it's probably my second favorite show of the season. <laughs> So as of, as of right now, it is sitting on Mal at a seven point three seven. So I think it's sitting a little bit higher than um, bottom tier. Uh, oh, up, what's the difference up. in the amount of people that have watched it though? Um, I have to take a quick look. I fucking took them off my li- uh, screen. Yeah. So Tomazaki has a uh, hundred and eighty three thousand people that have that have rated it. And Idolly Pride has twenty seven. Yeah, that's what, 
Yeah, twenty seven thousand. Yeah. So it's better because there's so many less ratings yeah, and watch. the so many less ratings, but basically the same score, even a little bit higher than Tomazaki. So it's definitely why there. There's like the first two comments on Mal are literally people giving it an overall rating of. I actually read that first review last night, and I understand it. I think I think they're a little. They're clearly. One hundred percent, all in the whole idol culture, and that's understandable. I think most people that are going to watch this show are already really, really into idols, so it makes sense that it's going to be rated high. But the thing about mm. about idol shows is, if they're bad, they don't get good ratings. They just they just don't. Mm. So while sure you might say idol culture is so over the top, and they're like, no, they're just going to rate it top because it's idols. No, if it's a bad idol show, yeah. it'll be really low. But if it's a good idol show, it'll probably get praised beyond belief. And I th- I think it deserves it. I, I kind of want to know your opinion because you said that Mana is your favorite character. I want to I wanna yeah, know Ma- about Mana, the other Mana girls. And Sakura, Mana and Sakura are probably my two favorite characters. Sakura, really? Yeah. Um. So my favorite character is probably uh, Mei Hayasaka. I love her. Um, if another one I really liked was uh, Re uh, Inoche, uh, uh, yeah, Inoche. Ray oh, Ray Ichinose. Ichinose. Yes, that's the fucking one I was looking for. Yeah, she was. She's probably one of my top three mm. as well. I did. Like yeah. Her. So my favorites are very easy. It's uh, Mei. Hayasaka, Rei Ichinose, and Shizuku Hyodo because Deadpan Lolly, you just those those characters work so well, and her voice actress did a fantastic job. Mm. Uh, every single time Shizuku said anything, you're just like, yes, girl, <laughs> because she just like she knew exactly how to deliver those lines, and it was, it was very fun. Mm. But uh, obviously, I I love both Mana and um, Makino. They were Makino. He's like one of the most like inoffensive main characters ever. Like mm. he was, he was very bland. Generic, no, he was not. He's you know? okay. That's I his. Found, I found that's him, him as a person generic. at the beginning. Yes, as a ge- at yeah. the beginning. No, he's a very he. He plays the manager role so perfect, and he's he. He very much does. He doesn't overshadow the girls. Whenever he's on screen, you're like, yeah, okay, Makino, I feel you. But he just, he does what he's supposed to do. He's a very solid, supporting manager, and it's great. I loved the scene when he gets blasted by, by water, by the water gun. And you just, and you uh-huh. see, yeah. he's like, I you quit. see the I two quit. girls walking back home and he's just like soaking wet without his glasses. Just like, just drooping down, just like walking away. He's like, I can't handle this. I can't take it. <laughs> I freaking and, loved and it. And obviously his best moment in the show is obviously at the very end when him and Mana finally oh, have stop. their moment together. Ugh. That was that part almost brought a tear to my eye because he's like, uh, she's like, I just want you to be proud of me. I want you to just be happy saying that you were my manager. And he says that and she goes, I wish I could kiss you and kisses and then just poof. Oh, not poof. But and like I'm, the you see her like sprinkle away. Like, oh, tr- yeah. oh, it's the dramatic sprinkle. I love these uh, characters, so man. There's only a couple characters that I don't like. And the ones that I don't like are mostly the ones that 
are like don't get a lot of screen time or are just made to be the ones that you don't like. Uh, freaking Segusa, dude, dude, I love that man, dude. He's so good. He's like the he's like the president of of Hoshida Productions, which is the mm. the company in charge of the the idols. And dude, I love him. Yeah. Every time he's on screen, he's he just like he's such a likable dude. He like he demands you to like love him. I loved how every single time um Machino like asked him a question, he's just like, You're in charge. <laughs> you make the decision. It's so great. He's he's what a boss should be. I love this man. Easily best boy. I love Machino, but screw Machino. Get Shinji Segusa in there, man. Love him so much. Yeah, and so what is your final rate I am st- for idolatry? I'm stuck because I don't know whether I want to give it an 8 or a 9 out of 10. And to you, that probably seems really high, but I, 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 I really, I don't know. I love this show. It's not your typical idol show. Like, I mean, there's, the, there, there's a bit of drama with the dead girl. And uh, also, mm. I really like the whole manager perspective. I think that was really interesting. How rather than like, oh, we're we're idols at a school. We got to save our school. The whole love live thing. It's like, no, these are like actual idols. They're working for a for a company. They're like and it's really interesting how we get to see the manager perspective from it and especially with a manager like Machino. He's just a great dude. So I really like it and again the ending uh, as Arcada from Glass Reflection likes to say, the ending is paramount. Personally, I don't really feel that way. I can like a show with a bad ending if the rest of it is great. But in this situation, the ending knocked it up. Like, the, that ending, that whole last episode was so fantastic. I really loved it. I'm not quite done talking about it yet, just because I want to mention a Liz Noir. Uh, what was your opinion of Liz Noir? The two-girl group. I I enjoyed their performance um, on the, I think it was the second last episode, episode 11. The Last Chance uh, is it their was, song. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was really good. Their performance was, like, really fucking Mesmerizing, good. dude. I, I, oh, while I was waiting I for you, I just watched that performance on YouTube, like, <laughs> five times. It's so good. I have to say, um, as much as I was touched by the ending of how... Uh, of the, what was it called? I don't remember the name of the program thing that they ended up doing. But as much as I was touched by the ending of the two teams uh, tying, Moon Tempest didn't deserve it. I'm going to be honest. I think that I don't even like, like, I love my girls in Moon Tempest. I love them. Mm. And Liz Noir, they were kind of like the bitchy rivals, but... They killed it. Their performance yeah, was so much better than Moon Tempest. I'm sorry. I, I hate to say it, but, like, you cannot argue with results. Like, when it comes to Sun to Sunny Peace, they destroyed Trinity Ale. Like, no shot. Oh, yeah. You've seen Trinity Ale, and you're like, yeah. okay, that was okay. And then Sunny Peace gets up there and just starts clapping with their performance. I'm just like, yeah. holy yeah. crap, that was amazing. That they, they demolished them. And then it was the opposite. Moon Tempest stood no chance against <laughs> against our Liz Noir, and I was like, I know that Moon Tempest is gonna win because they have to win. They have to make it to the finals so they can tie. But I was like, 
low-key a little salty because I think from an objective perspective, from both the the performance and the dancing and the just the song and singing, Liz Noir crushed them, which hurts my soul, but mm. it's just fact, and I needed to bring that up. So, um, so you're rating what you're stuck between a nine and an eight, an eight and a nine. Yeah. I, I'm probably, I say for right now, my rating is 8.5. I'm just going to have to decide whether I want to put it at an eight or a nine on Mal. So my, my rating, um, is a seven. Uh, I was going to put it as a six because I thought it was fine. Um, but a seven, I think a seven is a good spot for it. For me personally, for it to get a seven, I mean, generically, I rate most animes I watch a seven, but this anime definitely deserves a solid seven from me. And I maybe I would watch it again when I'm not crushed or rushed for time, and maybe I will enjoy it the second time around. But as of right now, it's a seven. And Sky, before we move on, what was your favorite song? That was used in this show. It's a tie between uh, the last chance and uh, I think it was Sunny Day Every Day. So the the semifinals performances of Sunny Peace and Liz Noir, because both of those songs hit different, dude. I also really liked the one that I don't remember which song it was if it was used multiple times but the one that Kotono sang uh, solo in the emotional moment when Makino was charging through Tokyo to go to go see Mana before she fades away. I th- I think it was called A Prayer for You. I think you're probably right. <laughs> it was something like that. It is possible. That that's probably my favorite song from Really? Uh, did you did you not like uh The Last Chance? I, I did enjoy The Last Chance, but, like, Prayer for You was a little bit more. But, yeah. With that being said, Sky, what show would you like to talk about? <laughs> I don't want to move on from Idolly Pride yet. I'm stuck on the high of of adoring that show. I think I think what you need to do is you need to watch some of the high-rated uh, idol shows and then come back to Idolly Pride after a while and just yeah, kind of experiencing yeah, it with a, with a bit of like more idle experience. And then I think you'll probably mm. enjoy it more. Um, the, the, I will say one of the different things about this is there was a lot less. I was surprised by the amount of performances that were in this show because mm. most idol shows, they overload you with performances. Like you get like a ton from the main group, as well as you see, you usually you'll see like two or three at least from like all of the different, like, the main rival groups you usually get like bombarded with with idle performances and to some people that can be the selling point or the turnoff point and i was surprised i think i kind of would have liked a little bit more performances from 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 the groups from all of them really uh because we only seen uh Technically, we did get to see Liz Noir dance twice with their one official performance and the that one training session both times. Mm. So mesmerizing. If to me, I felt like they put so much more work into the choreography for Liz Noir because they they they're just mesmerizing to watch on the screen. But I think mm. the performances we got were all very solid. 
I just wish there was a couple more, but it, it allowed what it did, what the less performances allowed us to really get attached to the characters. That's what, that's what it felt like to me. They sacrificed some of the performances for drama, for time with the characters being themselves for us to really get to know them. And I can't say that I hate it because I really grew attached to all of these girls. So as much as I would have liked some more performances, if I'm to, going to sacrifice the love that I have for these characters, I'm completely satisfied with the amount that we have. Yeah. Okay, I think I got everything off my chest. I, I really <laughs> loved this show. I was, I'm just surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Okay, I'm ready to move on. We can move on. Okay, you take it away. What do you want to talk about next? <laughs> I think, Sky, we should talk about our mutual enjoyment of the uh, anime from last season called Hori Mia. I think we need to go there because this is one that we both agree on was probably... Say the best. Please say the, the best. Please say the best. Just hit it with the, the it best. It is probably one of the, the best. best. Get rid of the one of them and say the best. <laughs> it is probably the one of the best. Uh, it, either way, <laughs> it is one of the best. I rated this one pretty fucking high, so for it to get this high of a rating, it has to be fucking good. So, yes, it is one of the best, if not maybe the best anime of this season, or this past season. And that is Hori Mia from Studio Cloverworks. Do you want me to, so you want me to describe it, or you want to describe it? Yeah, since you're the one that was preaching this anime to everybody oh i love this show about hori mia is well honestly there's not much to describe about hori mia it's a shoujo romance basically it yeah (laughs) essentially all it is is a romance it's one it's but it's really good it's a really good romance so Something about Hori Mia. Uh, you know what? Sort of spoilers. If you haven't seen Hori Mia and you don't want to be spoiled at all, you can leave. But I mean, it's it's a romance. I'm not sure there's really too many spoilers that will bother you. But they get together in like episode five or six. Yeah, it's like super early on. Like the the whole season, or the whole show does not revolve around their romance romance of will it or will they won't they. It's literally like that for five episodes, and they get together. No, at the but end the of thing the is, it's never a will like, they, won't they? There's only like one yeah. episode when it's kind of feels like that, but mm. then instantly gets resolved. The reason why I fell in love with Horimiya at the beginning was it for one is beautiful, <laughs> like it's so aesthetically pleasing. I love the art style, and the character designs are great. And just the way that they subtly do things, like whenever there's like a doki doki moment, everything just goes white, and then there's the characters outlined in a color, and it just kind of like pops, and you're just like, oh my goodness, this is a moment, and it's great. I love, I love the little subtle things that they do visually that makes it just like very fun to watch, and like you said, they focus on the main characters for about half the show but even then there's still stuff with the other characters and then once they're together you still get moments pretty much at the beginning of every episode you'll get like um three or four minutes of seeing our 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 little couple you know just kind of enjoying each other and then it's like okay now let's focus on this character let's focus on this character and it gives very a lot of insight to like some of the side characters in their romances their their drama their feelings even backstories some 
and it's really interesting because we still get to see uh, Hori and Miyamura, our characters that we love, and we get to grow attached to some of the other ones. And that allows us to maybe have favorite characters that aren't the main characters. In most shoujo romances, you really don't have much of a choice but to have your favorite characters being the two leads because you don't get much of the others. But in this situation, it's not like that. Yeah, I know. It was was definitely... Out of all the romance I have watched, romance anime I've watched, this is probably one of the better romance that I have watched. And I've watched a lot of, like, romance that people rate very highly. And this knocks the other ones out of This is one of my favorites. It's not my favorite romance, yeah. but it's it's up there. Probably like top two or three of favorite anime romances. Yeah. It's so it's so good and every character is amazing. Like there is not a bad character in this show. Uh I, I wanna talk about um just favorite characters in general and especially best boy and best girl. Uh can we discuss for a moment uh Kiyosuke, dude? I freaking love that man. Kiyosuke is Hori's yes, father. Yes. He is probably my favorite. He is best boy of this anime. Oh, he's so good, dude. I freaking he love him. Boy. And he, I love how uh, he loves Miyamura so much. As some, in yeah, some situations, you think that obsessed. he loves Miyamura more than Hori does. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Uh, I love the scene when like uh, he's telling the family that, <laughs> that he can't. Uh, telling uh, Hori's family that he can't come for Christmas because he's working. He's got to help with the bakery. And yeah. then uh, <laughs> Kiyosuke and Hori's little brother, they just start crying. They're just like, you're not on the like, You're not coming? The not coming for Christmas? And then Hori's just like, guys, he's He's my boyfriend. He's not. He's, he's not. He's not yours. He's my boyfriend. And they're just like crying. They're like, I can't believe you're not coming for Christmas. And I love it, dude. I, the whole family. Uh, my my favorite one is. Uh, and the worst part is, is that when you start seeing uh, Miyamura and Hori, uh, Hori's relationship starting to get really to the point where they're about to have their first kiss, he just fucking shows up and ruins the moment, like that that special moment that they were having, and he's like, "Oh, did I interrupt something?" And it's ah, uh, uh, he's so clueless, but it's funny. Uh, what's your What's your opinion? So. Horimiya is low-key a drama, but a lot of comedy, and there's some there's some comedy moments that really land. What's your opinion of the joke <laughs> where Hori uh, has like what's the, what's the term like a BDSM kink almost? She like wants to be yes, abused. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has she has the uh, the do- the dom and uh, sub uh, mentality. It's yes. so funny, dude. Yeah, the submissive, yeah. I got super excited when that was becoming a thing because she, uh, she, he gets really angry at her and he starts screaming at her. And then people see this and they're thinking that he's like abusive, but it cuts to Hori be getting all super excited. And he's just about like it. crying like, about it because he, uh, he's so not uh, that. He's me, Miyamura. He's so gentle. He's a very no. gentle soul. And like her like begging him to like, please slap me. Please, <laughs> please, please insult so me. So I watched... I watched all that in uh, subbed, so I really want to hear Kagi's performance in doing that uh, moment. So in the I'm dub. gonna be honest, dub sucks. The dub is bad. Oh, the dub sucks. Oh man, that sucks because 
He was like, when I heard he was voicing in it, I'm like, oh, I have to watch. This. I really, I really I like <sighs> Kagi. Uh, I think he's a very, very good voice actor, and he's just a great dude. Mm. But and it's not even his performance, really. It the thing is, it doesn't come. It's not doesn't come down to the performances most of the time in dub anime because the actors are very talented. It comes down to the casting. Hori is miscast. Mm. She yeah. does not have like when you see Hori in the in the sub, she doesn't have a super high voice, but she has a very a very mm. fitting voice, like very like in the more yeah. in the more gentle higher range. Su- and then in the dub, yeah, her, her voice is like yeah. meaty. It's like my range when it comes mm. to like natural speaking, yeah. and it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit with her character, and I just couldn't I couldn't watch past episode one of the dub. I was like, mm. when you miscast the female lead of a shoujo romance you've lost all hope <laughs> and i i was really yeah, it's, sad it's, it's like i said in my um episode where i talked about what gets me into anime and when i said that a a, a dub like voice acting can make or break a show for me it, it really upset it really sucks because i've only watched the first i think episode of the english dub and i'm like oh, it's not the worst but now that I'm thinking about it, I, I really want to check the dub versus sub for this and try and at least get the first three episodes of dub and just to see how it is. But with you saying that it's bad, I'm kind of having fears for... I can't know, bring myself to watch to any this. more of the dub just because the, the voice acting in the sub is so well done. And then when they miscast one of the, like the the vital the vital parts of the show, that's kind of like... Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm happy sticking only sub on this one because I think it's mm. a, fun, a fantastic show and I don't want to I don't want to sully my opinion of it by experiencing a dub that I don't think is done yeah. very well. All right, so this is currently ranked on Mal at an eight point two eight with five hundred and eighty six thousand one hundred and thirty six members rating it. Sky, what is your rating on this anime? Easily nine out of ten. Dude, I can actually agree with you on this. This I rated this a nine, and this is one of the only nines that I've rated for this season so far. I wish of this. I wish year, I could rate so. it a ten out of ten because I love the show. It's easily on my favorites list. It, Not oh yeah. like the top, obviously, but it's mm. so good. I just think that where we're at, it needs another season or two to really. The the only pro- the only problem is is that the dire- even the director said that they made it so there could be another mm-hmm. season, and that's exactly what I was saying a couple weeks season. ago. I was saying that it can very easily be a second season, but it's also very clearly they tied it up to where it's satis- mm. satisfying without yeah. being like left completely open. But the people never know. Like you never know. We yeah, might, thing is, we might thing, not like, get a second season for six years, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, pops another second season. That's been happening with shows recently, it so could, it could very easily get another yeah. season. I mean, like freaking next year or a while from now. But it's I, I'm okay either way. But I really, I, I really love this show, and I wanted to talk about a character that I think was done so phenomenally, and her name is Sawada Honoka. She is. A lesbian, and I think that she has done so well because the show brings her in, and it's funny because 
at first you're like, oh my goodness, is she in love with is she in love with Miyamura? And then it turns out no, she's actually in love with Hori. And it's done. She's done so well because she doesn't. A lot of times when they bring in uh, an anime, when they bring in like a, a gay character, it ends up. Com- feeling kind of homophobic like everyone's just kind of like i can't believe you're in love with my girlfriend or whatever but it's like in this situation it's done very very tactfully and they even give reasons as to why she's gay and i really i really appreciated how how it was done and miyamura and uh and uh what's her name uh hanukkah sawada they they get along so well they just become like best friends and it's so cute because miyamura uh, he doesn't hate her for her being in love with his girlfriend. He's He understands why she's like this, and he just starts caring for her. He becomes basically just an older brother to her, and it's so cute. She's so adorable, and uh, she's, like, afraid of boys, and I, I just really uh, like to see her, like, her interactions with uh, Miyamura and Hori. I wish we got more of her. She's only, like, a prominent part of two episodes, I think, in the show, mm. but... She was she was written so well, and uh, I loved I love to see more of her. I really do. What's your opinion on her? I I liked it. I liked it, and they played they definitely played her character. They made her character like relatable and enjoyable. So yeah, I definitely enjoyed her character, and I kind of wish they gave a little bit more than like a couple episodes with her. Honestly. I will say it's really funny at the beginning, like seeing, seeing Miyamura and Honoka fight over Hori. That's hilarious. I th- I think that was so funny. And like, and then there's like situations where she's where Hori's just like, wait, why is she here? It's like, oh, he's like, oh, I invited her. It's like, okay. <laughs> Hori's like, wait, you invited her? It was it was it was it was funny. But I I I love the cast of the show. The chemistry between everyone is so good. And I, I like the little moments that we get later on, like when we see uh, Ira's little sister. That was great. <laughs> that was she's so cute. That was that was adorable. It's also really funny the dynamic between them because uh, she says to she says to Hori um, at one point when Hori is helping her with her homework, she says, "Yeah, me and my brother are both the dark brooding type." And Hori's like, "He is." <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, because every time, every time you see him, he's like, "Hey guys, hey guys!" He's hey so guys. obnoxious. But then at home, he's yeah. literally just like, "Hey, hey, hey, so, hey, Motoko, how's it going? are you are you I'm, doing good at school?" Yeah. <laughs> and then at work, he, at school, he's yeah. just like, "What's up?" It's so funny, and it's just just so drastic. And I love, I love because we get to see both parts of that. And then at the end, at the end of the show, after graduation, he's like. All of a sudden, she shows up to like congratulate congratulate him and pick him up from school, and he's like he has to keep up his his appearance. He wants to keep up his appearance at school of the obnoxious, crazy guy. Mm. And his sister's here, so he's just like you see his face. She's like, "Oh no, do I break? Do I go back to normal, or do I just keep it up?" And he just like tries to get out of that situation as much as possible. He's like, "Oh, I'm about to go. Let's just go home." And then a moment that they that that there's no one else around, he's just like instantly goes back to like <laughs> brooding face and she's just like uh shu are, are you really my brother <laughs> it's so funny it was great it's just and he's just like yep i'm me let's go home <laughs> it was fantastic i love all of the characters in this show mm. it's so well done yeah no it was definitely definitely well done and i did enjoy horimiya so much and like, like I said in the past, 
if there wasn't another season, I'm satisfied. But if there is another season, I would definitely watch the other season for sure. Okay, Sky. What do you want to talk about next? We have two more animes to review. Hmm. Honestly, well, let's get Wonder Egg out of the way. Okay. So we're going to talk about the most, I guess, the most hyped anime that came out of winter. Is it really it so much hype? It's like there was a it's lot like, of hype, but around it's tied this anime. with Mushoku Tensei for for hype, honestly. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the two most hyped anime of last <laughs> back season back. right now, but we're starting with 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 Wonder Egg, which, um, but out of the two, I watched Wonder Egg more recently. Actually, I finished it. So I as well, just because that, uh, Jobless finished uh, before Wonder Egg did. Yeah, and I mean, geez, what could we talk about Wonder Egg that? It was it was good and I'm shocked. I I was I cuz I first started watching Wonder Egg and I'm like okay, so the anime revolves around our four uh protagonists who uh lost somebody and their life important to them to suicide. And they were told, "Hey, do X amount of missions and your your loved one will be freed essentially." And so our heroine go around and basically battle these, go and help all these young girls who have committed suicide and try and basically help them fight their demons and move on with their life. And man, this fucking anime goes from happy moments to fucking dark very quickly. And there's so many, especially near the end of the 12 episodes, it gets really fucking dark, especially when they, with, you know, everyone starts getting the last of their eggs done. And then, I mean, spoiler alerts, they have their creatures and their creatures get like brutally murdered by these grotesque monster. The first time this happened, I was both completely horrified and, kind of amused because it was so absurd. You know, sometimes when you're hit with mm. something so shocking and absurd, you don't really know whether to cry or laugh. That's kind of the situation that I was hit with, with this weird like thing where she just like demolishes this, this poor girl's creature. Like then like mm. takes part of its meat. And it was like, here you want to eat it? And like feeds yeah. her, her pet. I'm yeah. like, what is yeah. happening? It was crazy. And then, yeah, it was fucking insane. <laughs> and, I mean, this this was one of the, the more hyped animes, and it's probably one of the darker animes of last season. Just because, like, dark in the subject matter where it tackles suicide. Because not a lot of anime tackles something like that and put almost a action spin to it on how they have to deal with their, you know, the demons that they're helping these these victims battle so they can, like, move on and live in peace, you know, in another world or another life, whatever. And this anime was just so fucking... The animation was 
fucking beautiful. Cloverworks killing it again. They killed it with Horimiya. They, they killed fuck, it with Wonder Egg. They killed it with this fucking show. There was like the one scene where they're at the arcade, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, it almost looks like fucking. They took like a picture of an arcade, and they put the characters in that picture, where it looked almost realistic contrasted to the animated characters. That's just how amazing the animation looked. That it was almost fucking realistic at times. So, I've been pretty vocal about my distaste for Wonder Egg. As I progressed through, I won't say that I liked it more. I guess I'd say that I hated it less. Um, Mm. I have a, (laughs) in the most recent Trash Taste episode, they, uh, they talked about a thing called uh, hype fatigue is I think what Giga called it. Um, I, I deal Probably. with that not from me hyping myself up. Mostly it's from other people. When something is really hyped up, I just go into it expecting to dislike it. And most of the time I do. If something mm. that I don't think deserves as much hype as it's getting, I end up being more negative about it than I probably normally would. I think I probably would have liked Wonder Egg more had it not been as popular because I don't think that you should just praise the crap out of something unless it really deserves it. Mm. And the beginning of Wonder Egg didn't deserve as much praise as it got. No. It was, it was, I, I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm watching this. I'm like, I don't see the hype, but it was like, it's good. It's good at the beginning, but it's it's, not like second coming of Christ. Good. Like people, like I'm talking people like Evanito and just YouTubers at the beginning, like when it first came out, like I'm talking like two days after episode one was released, there's like videos popping up, like the deep meaning Mm. behind water egg priority. I'm like. It came out two days ago. What do you mean? Yeah. What are you, what are you going to put? What fucking dark me or deep meanings are going to pull out of literally one episode? And it like one episode one wasn't like groundbreaking. Really? Like it's really because it it sets sets up up itself as a magical Mm. girl. show that's not a magical girl show. Like I, yeah. And then it, it almost, and then there's also like little bits of like, it also tries to sprinkle in like a little bit of shonen aspects without it even being. Why do you? Shonen. Okay, stop. I, I know. I stop I keep saying this. I hate up. it when you say sh- when you when you I say that I it's, keep it's not it shonen at all. None of it. I didn't say none it of it is a no, shonen. I said no, it had shonen. It has aspects. action in it. Why do you? I just don't get it. Why do you think everything with action because is shonen? Because a lot shonen? of action. Because a lot of the action shows I watch have been uh, published through Shonen Jump. So but it's not a shonen. You're just like, oh, it has. I know it's not aimed. It's not aimed to little boys. Can you I'm just, sorry. It just bothers me every single time there's action. You're like, it's a shonen. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's a shonen. It's, it's not a shonen. But it, Lord of the Rings okay, so is not Lord a shonen. Rings. Lord of the Rings has a lot of action. <laughs> some real nice action. Is Lord of the Rings a shonen? I think it's if, not a shonen. Lord of the Rings. If Lord of the Rings was an anime, I think they would have made it into a fantasy. Seinen. Uh, it would have been a seinen. <laughs> but it the little the aspects of action, I should say, not shonen. The aspects of action are really fucking good, especially when they start getting used to their weapons. And their <laughs> Those are the money else. shots, baby. <laughs> the best Those, ones. Some the best. Those, the best oh. money shot. In the show, it was also from the best episode, and that is episode seven. Episode seven was when I realized that this show actually can be good because uh, episodes one through six, I was like, I promised Matt I would watch it. 
I gotta watch it, so I'm watching it. And then episode seven, and I was moved. I was, I actually believed that the show could mm. be good once I watched episode seven, which sounds really harsh, but you know that, my opinions on it. I didn't like it. And episode seven was actually fantastic. Uh, it kind of fell off again and was not really that good for the rest of the show. I think episode seven was the peak. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's fine. It's a, it's a show. Episode seven is like, woo, that was great. And then it kind of goes back down a little bit higher than it was before, but still, still kind of not really my thing. But episode seven was great. Uh, The reason why I didn't like it before, as I've said many times, is I didn't like the way the show handled the discussion of depression, suicide, self-harm, those things. Uh, I've dealt with depression quite a bit in my life, and I just didn't like the way that it was being handled in in Wonder Egg. But Episode 7 handled it very well, and also it was focused on the best girl of the show. And that probably helped, but I find her the most fascinating and the most relatable. And... I don't know. Episode seven was great, and that shot when like her and uh, I think Namen was her was her turtle's name when they did like the freaking Beyblade yeah. attack and shredded that guy. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, that that was pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I very much did enjoy Wonder Egg as an anime, and I mean I'm gonna be excited to watch the OVA that's gonna be coming out. When was it? This I think summer, I think late June. Correct. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check out the OVA because I want to see what their uh, ending they want to do is, because the ending that the anime had it definitely felt like there should be more. Well, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how they ended up doing it. Yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Wonder Egg is officially over, but there is an OVA that will be coming out. Mm, I think mid. Late June, which will be the proper conclusion to the story, and a, and a lot of anime have done this. Uh, yeah, they, a lot of anime have been doing that recently too, especially when they're cut. Like the number one is Attack on Titan. They decided to split the last season up into two parts. No, well, that's a completely different beast, and that's yeah. been happening for a while as well. With uh, ReZero did it, and uh, uh, Attack on June, Titan did it with season uh, June, three. Yeah, the uh, the Wonder Egg Priority Special drops June thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Okay, there you go. So only two months or so. Yep, and then yeah, definitely gonna watch that when it comes out for sure. Yeah, well, I'll give it a watch so that so, I have finally the closure, and maybe it'll make it better. Maybe the ending, mm, the proper ending, yeah, will I th- bump it up. For yeah, me. maybe. Yeah, definitely. So as of right now, it is rated an eight point one six on Mal, with four hundred one thousand. 407 members rating it. At. It's a little too high for my personal tastes. Mm. I do think it's so, a good show, but... What do you have it ranked? I at? give it a 7, because 7 on Mal is good. I do think it was good. I don't think that it is for me personally. Episode 7 mm. is fantastic, like I said. Please, if you, if you watch the show and you don't like it, at least watch to episode 7, because... You need to experience episode seven, and if you drop it after that, I one hundred percent don't blame you because if it's not for you, it's not for you. It's not for me. But episode seven is great, so watch episode seven. If episode seven was the last episode, maybe it would be higher because fire like end with a bang. But uh, I don't know. It was good. I don't like it all that much. Yeah, and uh, what I decided to do is I gave it an eight because I did actually really enjoy it mm. um, visually. 
Story-wise, it was really good. So I, I give it an eight because I did enjoy the anime. And again, Clover and that's and that's where that's anime. where your problem of rating stuff too high comes in because I do I know. because I imagine if you rated it like a normal person, you'd probably give like it a, a seven. But you're like, well, I rate every anime a seven. I can't give it I a don't seven. Rate every anime a seven. You Just rate most anime, anime a seven, and because you rate most anime a seven, if you think it's a little bit better than that, then you have to give it higher. And then eight. Yeah, I do. But eight is a really good score, and I think that's where your fault comes in. Because basically, if it's just a little bit above average, you have to give it an eight. But eight is really high, so you need to put your average down. Stop making your average seven. Seven is good. Your average should be five, which is average. I've been trying to re. I've been honestly just rethinking my rating system and just starting it at five, and then making my final, uh, or just give it a final rating when I'm done. Because half the time it's I literally just set it to a seven, and I never change the rating. So that is probably why my rating is. Really How good. I recommend doing it is look at the words that Mal has on the thing because like when you think about a show like whenever i watch a show and i want to give a rating to it i'm just like i what word comes to mind oh it was pretty good if it's if i if i say to myself it was pretty good then i'll look at the list and it's like okay so appalling horrible very bad bad average fine if i if i think about it and i say pretty good i'll give it a six because six on now is fine if i say ah it was it was okay then then average or bad because that's 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 how the rating works and it really helps you me really think about it because if it's a masterpiece it's a masterpiece but most things aren't so then there's great very good good fine average bad very bad horrible appalling so don't just throw it at good for every single show because not most shows most shows aren't good most shows are pretty good or average and then there's the ones that are above that and the ones that are below that all right, so uh, before we leave Wonder Egg alone, um, who was your favorite character? Oh, so easy. It's Rika, dude. There's no shot. I, it's not. I liked I liked Momo. I enjoyed Momo's character. No way. Yes, really? I, I, I found her character very fascinating. The whole that she was having that gender, that gender, uh, you know, the gender identity problem because everyone saw her as a boy, even though she's a girl. And, you know, a lot of her, you know, issues that she had was stemming from a lot of like she was going on that date with the one guy and the guy, you know, basically didn't want to see her again because she thought he was a guy. Because he thought she was a guy. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing about Momo is she sets up very interesting uh, discussion points in the show. Like you said, her whole Mm. gender situation, uh, is it allows for the show to tackle very, uh, I'd say, topical things, but her as a character, I don't, I don't think she was all that great, really. I think Rika, Rika go. has the most depth, and she's the most interesting. Yeah, I mean, next to like I and stuff like that, like her, like character depth is actually pretty good, but I mean. It's it's kind of really hard to pick a good a favorite character out of your, the four. Your characters. favorite character is Frill. <laughs> no, I do not like Lolly Sky. God damn it, that's your thing. Dude. No, because she's a psycho, man. 
Why do you think I like the psycho chicks? Um, why not? I mean, I'm not into psycho chicks like you are, Scott. Uh, no, the psycho chicks are into me. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, let's let's talk. about Wait, hold me. on. We didn't. Uh, we haven't actually. Oh, something that oh. we've kind of neglected is the character designs for every single show. Um, the character designs are really, actually, really good in in Wonder Egg. Mm. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. There, I loved the eyes were the thing that really pulled me into this one for like the character design. The eyes were just like you need to watch Nagino Asuka yeah. if if anime eyes really can pull you in. That's why I watched Nagino Asuka and it became one of my favorite shows. Watching Nagino Asuka. Uh, yeah, send me that, and I'll uh, I'll see where I can. Find the eyes it. are beautiful. Okay, you want to move on to Mushoku Tensei, the number one anime of last season, Jobless Reincarnation. You mean? Yeah. Okay, it's been good talking to you. I'm uh, I'm head out. I'm done. <laughs> it is not the best. Uh... It is not not even close. It's very good, but it it's no. Hmm. Hmm. So, Sky, uh, do you want to tell the lovely listeners at home about uh, the jobless reincarnation? No, I'm going to let you do it. So, imagine being a total loser weeb and getting teleported into another world. I was about to say, that first part, we really, we can really relate to. Yeah, yeah. And you get Isakai into a new world where you are actually uh, a child of two really... Strong adventurers. I think you meant. Um, I think you meant horny. Did you say strong? I think you meant horny. Horny. Sorry, horny. Sorry. <laughs> you 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 come into the horniest uh, family in all of the land, and I mean horny family because it, it goes to the extended family too that you learn later on. It's just everybody in this world, shit, really. Shit gets super fucking questionable, especially when it comes to relationships, and uh, yeah. That gives you jobless reincarnation, where our boy uh, Rudius, or Rudy, uh, is essentially a what? He's like a ten-year-old. Um, he, he grows up. He starts out as a wee little yeah. baby, and he gets older as the show progresses. Eventually, I think he ends up being ten or eleven by the yeah. by the peak of the and, show when it just continues. Yeah, and of course he has the mentality of a thirty-four-year-old uh, loser, so who has not never gotten laid. So you can imagine the comedy uh, aspects when uh, the fan service and etchy moments are. That's uh, not the comedy. The that is, it's purely uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, so Sky, wh- uh, what were some of your favorite aspects of Jobless Reincarnation? My favorite. Yeah. Um, there's a couple, uh, I, I have gotten into some arguments about the world building. Some people say the world building is horrible. I'm like, no, it's a very subtle world building. It's the style of world building that is like, look at all of this stuff. Isn't that really cool? You're going to learn about it over the next several hundred episodes. Mm. That's the type of yeah, world building that it this, is. This, this show is definitely going to probably be pulling at least two or three more seasons. I could see that happening. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's gonna be a long running series that mm. takes breaks. Like uh, think My Hero Academia, where it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna it's just like every couple seasons, there's gonna be a new chunk that we'll get. That's how this this mm. series is gonna go. And like the the world building is very interesting to me. How one of like one of the things that happens is 
about episode five or so, I think maybe. Uh, he's you see, he like kind of looks up at the sky and he's like, "What is that?" <laughs> he just like says like, "What yeah. is floating right there?" And then there's like, "Oh, yeah. that is an ancient castle from." And then like insert legendary story and. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is like an ancient castle where, like, say, the legendary hero from forever ago who slayed said dragon or whatever lives. And it just, like, gives you this sort of lore. And he's just like, I want to go there. And I'm just thinking, yeah, I want to go there, too. <laughs> like, it's it's this type of world building that's really just, like, there's so many things about this world that we don't know that are just so intriguing and then we get put into the demon continent it's like let's just learn more about this as we go along and it's so cool and because of the animation it's so vividly brought to us that it's just like bro Mm -hmm. i i want to be there this is a cool world it's not your stereotypical everything is fine fantasy world there's a lot Mm -hmm. of messed up shit going on and this is not a fun place to be but me being so into fantasy and just loving this type of lore i'm just like this this is my home (laughs) i belong yeah no i i i when i first started watching this show and i started seeing like how vast the world is i was like put me in this world i need to be in this world to see everything because it looks so fucking good and yeah um i really really enjoyed watching this of course our ideas of comedy are a little different so you are not going to tell me the perverted no. comedy a little bit funnier than you do. No, that will you must be numbed to it because honestly, I <laughs> sure it can be funny depending on the situation. If the situation is a 40-year-old virgin being stuck in a child's body. 35, 35. He's not 40. He's 35. He's a disgusting boomer either way. And in this situation, (laughs) he's a child. And him doing these things to another child is not funny. It wouldn't even be funny if he was actually a child. But the fact that he's a grown-up adult who knows all of these things, it becomes even less funny. And to me, it becomes disgusting and hard to watch. You have... You have to admit, at least it's not as creepy as the dude who gets the statue of Roxy and just just starts licking the living hell out of the damn statue. Rudy made the statue of Roxy. He made the statue, yes, but at least he didn't try and defile the damn thing with his tongue. He made it. At least he didn't make it dirt, or at least he wasn't the one fucking trying to destroy dude, it with his tongue. Dude, that's literally that's literally like like saying like like say some dude who like has like a picture of of like of like of like drawn porno and is saying he's disgusting because he masturbates to that. But I argue the guy who made it is just as disgusting because he's the one who drew it. You literally can't you can't separate that. He's the one who created it. So bruh. It's art. It's art. That's all I, I can't believe you're defending him. You're like, you, but he's not as disgusting as the guy violating a no, doll. Trust me. He made the trust doll. Me, trust me. There is some nasty, perverted shit that goes on in this show. I know. I've but seen I'm it. I'm numb to it. I don't give a shit because I watch fan service. So, but when it's but know, when I'm it's but when it's pedophilic, that that's when I draw a line. It's not 
pedophile. Yes, it is. He looks not a pedophile. He's, he's, he's just he's, because no. he has the mentality of a fucking thirty-five-year-old. He's still technically like eight. You can't. No, he's not. 10. You cannot defend it's this. Not pedophile. Whenever we get his monologue. Whose voice is that? Is it his thirty-five-year-old okay. voice, or is it his child voice? Tell me, well, whose voice okay, is it? It's his thirty-five. It's his thirty-five-year-old. Whenever, voice. Yes, wh- no, the- whenever, whenever the godlike creature put like talks to him in his dream state, which body is he in? Is he in his child body, or is he in his ugly thirty-five-year-old body? He's technically in the ugly thing. And you know why? Because he wasn't reincarnated at the No, time. no, no, no. That was way after. That was way... That, that, dude, that was... Oh, yeah. yeah and here's... Right, do you know yeah. the reason that the God thing gives us as to why that's what he looks like? He literally tells us. He says, because mentally, this is you. That's literally what he says. You look like this because mentally, this is you. That literally tells us he's not a child. He is... Who he is, he only looks like a child because he was born as a child. But he still has all of his memories, all of his mentality. There's a reason that at the beginning of the show, he has to get over his trauma of not wanting to leave the house. Because he's still who he is. If he was just a kid, he wouldn't do those things to Eris anyways. And that is why it is pedophilic. Because he is 35 years old and he is this dude doing these things. You cannot argue against this. I will not let it stand. Fine. Whatever, Sky. You win. I'm only passionate about this because you can't just... I just don't want want to glance over this. I don't want to be like, oh, sure, it's a little horny, but, like, whatever, it's fine because... It's I know someone whole, who dropped again. the show because of this. I, I know I have a friend of mine who I got in the anime, and uh, I told him to watch the show when it first came out, and he started watching it, and it was great. And I talked to him a couple weeks ago, and he said, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I, it was made me too uncomfortable. I had to stop watching it, and I said, I completely understand. If anyone drops this show for any reason, I cannot blame you. I can sit through it just because I have hope that he will grow and get better, but it is really uncomfortable, and people, more than my friend, will drop it because of how Mm. uncomfortable it is, and it doesn't tackle that in a tactful way. It really is uncomfortable. I I think the thing is, though, is that we're still in the first season, and there's going to be, obviously, there's another season coming out. So I th- I could see maybe more character development in later seasons. Oh, for sure. He's going to yeah, grow. Right- He's going to grow so yeah. much. But the problem as is that... As of right now, yeah. It's a little creepy that a 34-year-old is trying to do things to his cousin. It's a lot creepy. And thing is, even even if like 100 episodes from now, he's grown so much and he's such a good person, good character, that changes nothing about the beginning. If you go back to the beginning, that will still be who he was and you'll have to sit through that. So even if he becomes great, getting people to watch up to that point, if they can't handle who he is at the beginning, will still be a problem. Hmm. And that's, you know, a lot of animes like that too. There is people that will drop an anime because of certain subject matter. Like I said, it's just I'm numb to it because I've seen a lot of fan service and it just doesn't phase me anymore, you know? Yeah, Mishoku Tensei is it's a beast of a show. And yeah. as I, I probably sound thing is I probably sound like I hate it actually. Uh, I really don't. I think I think it's a very good show, but I do not want to, like I said, glance over 
aspects yeah, of the show the- that could offend people because they, they, it has a lot of problems. Um, but it, and, if you like it, you is, will love it. Yeah, and that is the thing that is actually brought up. A lot of people who complain about the show say that, yeah, it's creepy that this kid has the mentality of a 34-year-old and he's doing these things to all these people. And it's also just the fact that the anime is just horny as hell, too. Like, that doesn't help either. Like, the majority of every time you see his dad, his dad is usually humping something. <laughs> his dad, dude. You know. Paul sucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, he is a horrible father. He's a horrible person. There's a lot of horrible people in this show. I love Sylphiette. She's one of the only pure souls, oh, yeah. and oh, I yeah. love her so much. Roxy, Roxy's not bad. She's a good character, no, too. Yeah, but notice, the pretty much the only pure people are girls, and the yeah. way that the girls are treated in this show really shows yeah. its, value, its value towards women, because the pure ones are the ones that get violated, and everyone else mm. is the opposite of that, so... Says something. Uh, The problem is, we've talked about this show for quite a while already, and we haven't gotten much into too much about the show later on. I don't... I don't really know if I feel like discussing the, uh, like, the plot of it when it gets later, just because, sure, that becomes the driving force of the show because of the plot, but really the main character is the turn-on or turn-off of the show. If you can't handle him then you're mm. done. And if you can handle him, you suffer through through dealing with him, really. Yeah. You don't you don't like him. You put up with him for the rest of the stuff but that's good. The thing you also find out that the guy his life before being reincarnated wasn't always the best. It was not the best life because you know he was bullied, he was you know scorned, you know there was like scenes where he was literally fucking tied to a fence, buck ass naked, and people pointed and took pictures of him, making fun of him. Yeah, his so his like, life sucked, but like his he didn't sucked. he didn't try to get over but, it either. Yeah, and the thing is, I understand. Yeah. I completely understand the whole like going through something that sucks and just wanting to be depressed in your room. I, I I've been through it. I understand it, but I don't know. I don't think that's an excuse for why for why he is the way he is. He is just a deplorable human being. <laughs> so what do you think of um, how they tackled magic in this anime? Like the quote-unquote power system. I mean, it's a pretty basic um, elemental magic system, but I like how in-depth it is. It's very in-depth. Now, we haven't seen hardly any of it. We don't know too much about it. We just know that it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And that he's able to do it without doing uh, incantation. And that's just uh, that's just an element. That's not he's overpowered. That's mm-hmm. an element of how you use um, being from another world in advancing the uh, your progression. He was just like he just in his mind he's like oh magic cool let me see if I can cast the spell. Whereas everyone growing up is just in the world just knows subconsciously or is taught you need to use the the incantation he didn't he yeah, was never and, taught magic he self-learned it and because he also has just like knowledge from his previous world he's just like i'm gonna just try to do it and he did try to do it and he ended up learning how to do it 
without the incantation. And it, we see with Sylphie that it's not something that only he can do. It's something no. that anyone can do if they're brought up or taught in the way to do it. Mm. Because Sylphie does it without using incantations too. Because her teacher was someone who didn't use them. It's quite yeah. simple. And I, I do like that. The fact that no one is confined to using incantations. Everybody just kind of has that self-limiter because they... Yeah trained themselves to think that was the only way. And I think that's interesting. Yeah. And you can really tell that when the people who focus on doing the incantations, that their magic is like really weak compared to the ones who can do it with just like thinking of doing it. Like Roxy being like 50 years old. uh, She, she just can't do it. She, because she's lived so much of her life using magic and being very skilled in that magic with incantations, she cannot bring herself to to learn without it. And at that point, she because when she she gets sad when she realizes that she's capped herself, she can't get any better than she already is because she's limited herself with the incantations because she didn't know that you could do it without it. And I do think that's interesting. I, I did, I and I feel the same way. Like I enjoyed the magic for what it was, for what we've seen of it so far. And obviously, hopefully, you know, second season comes around. We start seeing a little bit more magic uh, and stuff like that. So um, is there anything else you want to talk about it before we go into our rating? No, I'm good. I, uh, I, I think I'm ready to rate it and then uh, get on to the last topic. All right. So currently on Mal, it is rated an 8.42 with 508,505 members rating it. Sky, what do you give for a final rating for season one of Jobless Reincarnation? I give it a nine out of ten. I'm leaning more towards like an eight point five, maybe eight. Mm. Uh, but it's in the higher range. I really, I really enjoy it. The way the fantasy world is realized is so fascinating to me. Um, but it's as even if I have it as a nine, it's not close to a ten because of the shortcomings. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I, I, I've given it an eight, and it's the exact same thing. Like the fantasy world is amazing, uh, the magic is nice for what it is, but the shortcomings uh, and everything else, yeah, it, it's an eight. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a really good anime, and it's, it was one of the first animes of the season that I started watching was this anime. So, you know, I, I, I like I said, I give it an eight. For it's sure. good. Okay, so moving on to the final topic of the day, um, we were supposed to uh, do some first impressions, just a small list of first impressions, but Mitch decided not to watch any of those shows. One piece! One piece! I like how you're just like, yeah, we're going to do the the winter review and first impressions of some of the shows for spring. And the day comes, you're like, wait a minute, we're supposed to do first impressions? You're the one who wanted to do it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, I yeah. will compose myself. Either way. So, either way. Uh, last so, minute, I said, uh, watch the first two episodes of Shadow's House. <laughs> and, of course, when we come back with our next solo episode, we will be doing a part two of the seasonal review for spring with the shows that we planned to do a review of. And then we'll probably have another topic on top of that. There'll probably be a much so. larger list, most likely, just because yeah. there's uh there's there's a there's a good number of shows this season that oh, need yeah. to be discussed. But uh Shadow's House. Um, oh man. Okay, so you told me to check this out this morning. And I watched this before I watched Idly Pride. 
And I have to say, I fucking enjoyed this show. So, uh, Sky, do you want to tell them or do you want me to tell them? Uh, I'll do it. So, Shadow's House is currently airing right now. There are two episodes out. It is by Studio Cloverworks, killing it as always. Apparently, they're they're really on the on the ball right now. So, Shadow's House is such an interesting show. Um, basically, it takes place at this mansion known as the Shadow's House. The people, <laughs> people in charge of this mansion are known as the Shadows. And yeah, they're, they're known as they're known as Shadows, but almost they're more of soot like they really push it's it's um, a it's a as a huge factor it's a thing this. it's it's very it adds to the mystery these shadows are they look like people <laughs> essentially they're completely black and don't take that as a racist way i just mean just the color like the yeah, they're, absence they're, of they're color bl- like they're just yeah. they are you cannot see them the only way that you can tell how they are feeling technically is if they like turn sideways and yeah, like so there's lighting shot. behind them. It's, it's basically if you, when you see a silhouette of a person, that's them all the time. And it's yeah. With clothes on. <laughs> they're basically, that's what they are. They're shadows, a silhouette or a shadow with clothes on. That's essentially what they are. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea of this show is that these people, because they don't have face faces, uh, no one can, properly tell how they're feeling and that is where these living dolls come in now we will discuss this in in a moment because i have some theories um so these living dolls are dolls they look like people they look exactly like real people and they are they dress and well not dress necessarily they wear maid uniforms but they uh they do their hair to look exactly like their shadow mistress or shadow master so they are essentially the faces of these shadows that is that is the the idea of what these are for because one they clean the place because like mitch mentioned earlier um soot goes everywhere um yeah it's the mansion is always yeah yeah at the be at the very beginning when you see uh mistress kate very pleasant by the way but when she when you see mistress kate uh move around you'll see her like touch the wall and when she removes her hand there's just soot marks from her fingers on the wall and that is partially what these living dolls do they clean they want to make it clean so every single day because of the amount of soot emitted from these shadows uh they the place needs to be cleaned and in episode two we discover another thing that the, these that these living dolls are used for, and that is to properly express the emotions mm-hmm. of the of yeah, the shadows. We we you learn in episode two that um, the living dolls are to be the faces of the shadows. They've always said that from so, the beginning. They keep yeah. saying that, but I'm just like, I guess I I just assumed like this is what we're supposed to think she looks mm. like, and that's it. But no, no, it's a lot creepier than that, actually. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Boy, is is the being is seeing a character that you've already seen previously express themselves in their own light just express the feelings of somebody else silently. It's kind of like a mime act to to show how the shadow is feeling. And boy, is it creepy. Yeah. Essentially 
um, the living doll becomes the shadow in a sense, you know, but in a really weird way, you know, it's like the revol- re- the uh, roles are reversed. So like the shadow is the one that has the personality and the talks and everything else. And the living doll is the body is the one that does the movements and the gestures and everything else that, you know, the shadows are doing. Mm-hmm. So, and you and you and they also make a big thing that if a shadow and a doll are not uh, synced, that it's basically it's disgraceful mean that you failed. Yeah, it's disgraceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they they uh. make it a big deal as if uh, mm. if you're walking about without a face, like with someone who's not like your your doll is not synced with you, as as they kind of word it, then I they I think they implied you can get discarded like disposed of (laughs) which is concerning um and some there's 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 a lot there's a lot in here it's these first two episodes are very dense and very mysterious there's certain aspects that are left clearly perfectly like purposely mysterious uh like the hallway they they make a big deal of the intensely like intently soot-filled hallway. They're like, oh, don't worry. You're not going into the hallway today. You won't need your your full-body soot-cleaning gear. Yeah. You, you have... Um, <laughs> we give you a full suit of... Like, like a deep-sea like diving suit. suit. It's like... Yeah, it's like a radiation suit, basically. It's like, oh, okay. I don't need to go in there. Good. <laughs> and I actually have a theory about the living dolls because that's the beauty of first impressions because you can theorize because you don't know anything. Mm. You don't know what's coming yeah. and no one knows what's coming. So with no more episodes out right now, I can't, I can't get in trouble for spoiling because uh, I've not read is, the manga. There is a, th- there is a third episode. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It <gasps> came out. It came out. Today. Oh, I need to watch it right now. Okay. Anyways, yeah. but so we don't know anything, and I think there is a manga. I think so. Could be wrong, but even if there is, uh, yeah, it's I, the source material. It says on Malice from a manga, but I haven't read it. So right now, anything that I say is pure speculation. So if I'm right, that's just a pat on the back for me. But <laughs> you don't have to be worried about being spoiled because it's a theory. You can come up with your own theories. So my theory about the living dolls is that they're not dolls. I actually think that they're people because. We have gotten zero proof to show that they're actually dolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, even after uh, we see um, em- uh, Emily, Co- or Emily, Emily Co. Uh, fall from Amid- the window. Emilico is how they, is how they say it. Yeah. Uh, you see her fall out of the window. She gets scraped. Her... Yeah, and all she does is scrape. There's literally no broken bones or nothing. And she falls from pretty fucking high up onto But bush. she landed on bushes. Now, here the thing is... Yeah. There, there. Clearly, there's stuff. There's something going on. Like it's not a normal world, so they could be no. slightly po- potentially genetically modified a little bit, you know. So obviously, they most like my theory is that these are people that have been kidnapped and brainwashed. That's that's my that's my theory because it's there's something about it. It just doesn't. I feel like. There, obviously, there's mystery on purpose, but if it was, like, if they were legit dolls, I, I feel like there would be, we'd have proof of it. We don't have, mm. we don't have that proof. And also yeah. the fact that, because the thing is, if they were, if they were dolls, they would be completely, like, 100%, they would, that would be exactly what the shadows look like, right? Because 
Mm. But here's the thing. There's a scene in episode one, I think, when Kate uh, tries to, like, like she hurt, she does something to Miss, I think she spills something on Miss Kate, and then she's like, oh, I'm gonna clean you up. And she takes the, the washcloth and touches Kate's face, and you see skin. It just uh, It was, um, so what it was, it was, um, sh- it was powder. Uh, it was a makeup. Oh, yeah. She went to go put You're it on right. her face. Sorry, I, I thought about and it wrong. It, yeah, it rubbed on her face, but it disappeared like almost instantly. And the thing is, people could think, oh, you see the makeup go on to the, the soot. But I think it was the opposite. I think that just pulled off, pull, removed the look of the soot, and you see skin. Yeah. So I think that what is going on is that is that the reason why there's such a big deal about not seeing the faces of the shadows is because they probably don't look like the living dolls, <laughs> most likely, because these shadows didn't create the living dolls because I think they're humans. I could be completely wrong. This is just, this is just, this theory crafting, but everything about these episodes is getting me thinking something is weird. Something is up for sure. There is, there is some kind of, there has to be some kind of supernatural aspect to why the shadows are who they are. And I could, I could see maybe being a curse. Maybe they're separated from, the quote-unquote living dolls from some kind of curse. I'm thinking maybe that's that's what I'm that's what my speculation is that there's a curse, and it separates the shadows from the humans, and the humans don't remember that happening. Also, uh, think about this, right? It, when she when Amitiko goes to clean uh, the mansion with all of the other living dolls, uh, this one I don't remember what her name is, but she says. She's like, hey, introducing herself, and she's like, yeah, I am the oldest one here, so I'm in charge. She doesn't say, I've been here the longest. She says, I'm the oldest, so that's why I'm in charge. And I'm just like, if they're just people that have been kidnapped and brainwashed, they're like, well, you're the oldest one. Here you go. You're the boss lady. So it's just like, you know, she doesn't say, I have the most experience. I've been here. She's like, I'm older. So I'm just like, hmm... You know, it's mm. there's a lot of things about it that are rubbing me the wrong way, but I really am curious to know, you know, what's yeah. going to happen. It's it's very I, – I have really high hopes for this. Visually, mm. it's so pleasing, dude. Cloverworks knows how to make mm. a show look good. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm yeah. Cloverworks fucking knocked another one out of the park for sure. Mm-hmm. I actually because like I've been wanting to start a YouTube channel for a while and I'm thinking about it and I probably if I'm gonna actually end up kicking it off, it might be with doing a very my own style review of this show from right when it ends because there's so much to talk about and so so much that you can do in video form to like represent this show. Oh yeah, and I really got to do clo- or what was it? Was it? I think Cloverworks was the comp or the one I said I was going to do a deep dive on too. No, you said Trigger. Trigger. Okay, yeah, that's right. Because yeah, that's what it is. It was Trigger. Yeah. I've been so busy. I've not been able to 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 continue my deep dive of PA works. I need to finish that, the show Hanasaku Iroha that I started to start the deep dive. And then I got busy and then I started the seasonals and I'm stuck on the seasonal grind at the moment. So yeah, I, I got to finish up darling in the Franks and then I got to start finishing off the other fucking 
shows for Trigger. And then I'm probably going to start doing a deep dive on uh, Cloverworks because I do like a lot of their – the ones that I have seen that Cloverworks has put out content for, I have loved. So I think I might love a bunch of the other shows. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's our that's our first impressions of Shadow's House and – it's good. I'm I'm really I didn't actually think I was going to like it all that much cuz most of the time I don't like like edgy dark shows, but it's not edgy mm-hmm. and I think it's done really well. Like Cloverworks knows how to make a show. They know how to capture the vibe of the show that they're working on. They really know how to make a show that is dark and mysterious without making it over overly edgy. They they did it pretty well yeah. with Promised Neverland. I think Promised Neverland is quite a bit more edgy than Shadow's House. But Shadow's House is just mysterious and intriguing, and I'm really hyped to see where it goes. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very much excited to see where this goes and you know, you we'll probably talk about it again when the spring season's done, and obviously we'll be able to tackle this a little bit better because we're a lot more planned out this time around than when we did our winter seasonals so yeah it's going to be uh fascinating to see how these other seasonals stack up to the ones we watched in the winter so with that being said sky is there anything else we need to talk about before we go um i don't believe so i mean we've been going for almost two hours at this point so i hope i hope we touched on everything uh, podcast shout out of the week i'm gonna give it to uh the D D uh podcast uh halfway to heroes um i have played D with the people that are involved in halfway to heroes so if you're a fan of homebrew content D, check out halfway to heroes uh ran by adam deweese a fantastic show funny as hell at their moments and everything else and yeah give them a check out or check them out their information will be below in the links and with that being said you guys just listened to the hashtag best worst anime podcast round. I have been Mitch. And I've been Sky. And we love every single one of you. Thank you for listening this week, and we'll see you guys next time. Later. Bye, guys.